Hey, Donnie here. I wanted to tell you about Champions 90. Champions 90 isn't a workout routine or a fitness routine. This is about you transforming your life mentally, giving yourself an upgrade while you build to business freedom. Champions 90 is about you getting quiet with your thoughts, staying focused on building your business and getting you to freedom. Come join the challenge at champions90.com. Hold on to your asses, guys. This is going to be a fun episode. Bring in on Angela Stillwell, man. Her and I met down in Florida, and dude, I'm telling you, she is a fireball of energy. I really, really enjoyed hanging out with her, her conversation, and everything she's doing with her business. Good stuff, man. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Point Blank Safety Services, protecting our Texas freeways, you know, all the construction, making sure not only that the construction workers get home safely, but that we get home safely as well. So if you're driving down the freeway and you see a police car with its lights on, uh, in front of a construction site, odds are it's Point Blank Safety Services. And what a great and phenomenal organization uh, to do what they do. So if you need construction you know, security, you need officers you know, on site to do uh, different functions, you need to protect your assets, your building, or you need active, do, uh, active shooter training, you know, check out pointblanksafety.com and let them know Donnie sends you. And I got to tell you guys, we are so stoked for the upcoming Badass Business Summit. April 3rd, 4th, and 5th in Fort Worth, Texas, 12 of the top speakers in the U.S. coming together to for three days talking about publicity. How do you write your book? How do you get on stages? How do you get on podcasts? How do you grow and scale your business from a business development standpoint? This is going to be the event of the year. Talk about unleashing and going for it. I'm so stoked and so excited for this one. So go to badassbusinesssummit.com. Check it out. Register for your seat. Come hang out with us. I'd love to meet you face to face. And now, let's talk to Angela. Your success and greatness is ready to take flight right now. The fruits of your labor are just turning ripe right now. That's why you planted all those seeds so you can take a bite right now. The unbelievable, it's now believable. You're reaching new heights right now. The ground is no place for champions. All right, the ground is no place for champions. The ground is no place for Usually when we have these appointments scheduled, we start on time. But we're now like 15 minutes late starting this one because Angela and I have sitting here BSing and I damn near forgot we were fixing to do an interview. So this is going to be a lot of fun. She's great. Uh, we've been giggling and laughing all the way through this and bashing people that, you know, we commonly know. It's been fun. It's been fun. So I'm Donnie Bovey and this is Donnie Success Champion. This is Angela Stillwell. Welcome to the show love tell us your story hey donnie i am so excited to be here <laughs> yes and we have definitely been giggling and laughing and throwing all kinds of stuff around at people because <laughs> we're perfect right i mean there's no yes yes there there's definitely perf perfection going on here <laughs> right, 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 right i mean i wake up every morning and i'm just really glad to be me i mean i get it i get it <laughs> I, you know what i'm gonna send you one of those t-shirts that says i woke up like this <laughs> I'll wear that shit too. I will totally own that. <laughs> well, I had fun. I did some videos yesterday. I was wearing the Tyrion Lannister I drink and I know things shirt. And everybody's like, dude, that has such your shirt. So I'm in. I'm in. Well, tell our listeners who the heck you are so they can get a yeah. few vibe for you. Absolutely. So I am the founder of Untapped Strengths and creator of Vulnerability Warrior. And what the heck does all of that mean? It came from 
me going through a multi-year divorce after selling a financial planning practice and you know, you, you start doing that introspective work of, you know, what did I do right? And what did I do wrong? I mean, I'd been married for 20 years at that point, actually 22 years by the time the divorce was final. So, you know, you start thinking about that whole, what could I change? Who do I want to be going forward? And as I started doing that work, I started thinking about, okay, you know, my childhood impacted me in ways that I really hadn't even thought about. And so what was I going to do going forward from there? You know, who did I have to be? How, how did I have to show up to bring in the life that I wanted going forward? Because obviously I didn't want to repeat that past. And so as, as I started really doing that work, you know, obviously I wasn't the only one who did anything wrong in the marriage because there is that perfection thing you and I were talking about. A right, minute right, ago. right. <laughs> <laughs> but so I started looking at it and, you know, I had, as a kid, to survive the, the majorly dysfunctional childhood I had, I had built all of these walls around myself. And so that whole perfectionist thing really was something that I dug into and, and lived, you know, and people had no idea what was going on behind that wall. They thought everything was perfect because, you know, I, I showed up at my corporate office in my suit and my heels and the hair was always perfect. You know, I always had the perfect presentation. Everything was always just so. And, you know, we went to the right restaurants and, you know, we were a member of the country club and we did all of these things that, you know, are supposed to be the, you know, the perfect life. And yet I had never really shared with my spouse of, by the time it was over 22 years, all of the deep, dark secrets of the things that I had gone through. I mean, yeah, he knew some of the stuff, but he didn't know, you know, all of that, the, the gory details, so to speak. Right. And so as I started really releasing some of that and showing some of that and sharing some of that with people and actually even told my, the story of my mom's death on a stage for the first time in front of 200 people at a Boeson event, and when I did that, it was like all of these layers just started dropping off and all of these opportunities started opening up that had never opened before. And I thought, okay, you've been doing this freelance work while you've been, you know, since you've sold your financial planning practice and you've been, you know, doing freelance work for businesses, how can you take this openness and this vulnerability and use it with clients to help them with their businesses? And so that's where the whole... Uh, untapped strengths and vulnerability warrior was born. Oh, that's so awesome. You know, it's, it's, it's always interesting to hear somebody's origin stories because, you know, I'm, all, I'm fascinated with what people have been through and how it shaped mm -hmm. them and who they become because oftentimes people look back on their childhood. They look back on the things they went through and often that becomes their crutch, right? Because yeah. like, because of X, I can't do Y, whatever that is, right? You know, yep. and, and I love to find someone that got punched in the face by life several times, mm -hmm. hit it all from the world, and then finally embrace that whole, you know, idea behind if you will just be you, be vulnerable, share that raw story with the world, the universe yep. starts showing up. And I'm, everybody knows I'm not a woo-woo guy. As I tell everybody, I'm not full woo-woo, I'm just woo. Um, but <laughs> 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 but the universe, you know, it, it, it steps in and it's almost like it says about fucking time. You know, yeah, welcome absolutely. to the party. You know, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm curious at that moment when you shared the story the first time with your mom on stage. 
Mm-hmm. One fucking balls, girl. I mean, that, <laughs> that's, that's, uh, you're either cleverly intelligent or downright insane. Um, yeah. Right. But there's a good combination of the two going on. Oh yeah. I think, I think anybody who <laughs> there's, is. There's a thin line between insanity and genius. <laughs> absolutely. I, I think, you know, you have to have a little bit of crazy to actually find whatever you determine the success is in your life because you've got to do stupid mm-hmm. shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that moment when you're standing on stage in front of 200 people and you're telling that story, I mean, how bad were the butterflies? I mean, I, I, I just know if I'm in that moment, holy shit, I'm about to pee myself. You know, oh, dude, let me tell you the morning before I was doing that, a buddy of mine who was in the mastermind with us, he does body work and he, he's done all sorts of things. He's a great guy. Um, but he was working on me that morning to get my body ready. And he starts digging into these places like down my psoas, you know, the muscles that run down the side of your, your deep inside your belly from like your diaphragm all the way down to your hip and your, the front of your thigh. And he's like, Ange, what's going on with this? You've, there's something that you haven't released yet. And our bodies actually do carry trauma in them. That's not woo woo. That's, that's actual real stuff. And you know, we, we figure out ways to release it or we don't. And that's where a lot of illnesses come in and that sort of thing. So anyway, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about, Tim, because I've released everything. I mean, I'm about to go and tell the biggest story I've never told before in front of all kinds of people. So I've released everything. And he says, well, whatever it is, it's spicy. And I mean, he's literally breaking out in a sweat while he's working on me. And it's not because he's like working that hard. I mean, he's just feeling it. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he goes, well, just understand. I'm like doing like Lamaze breathing while he's doing it because it hurts so bad, even though he's barely like reaching in there. And he says, well, just understand when we get to the left side, it's going to be even worse. I was like, oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Here, let me punch you in the face on the other side. Yeah. Right. And okay. So you got to understand I'm already ready. My hair is already done. My makeup is already done and I'm laying on his table. He's already, we've already done work while I've been standing up and I'm laying on his table and he moves around to the left side and he presses in and about that moment, tears just burst out of my eyes. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I'm clearly not okay right now. And he goes, do you want to talk about it? And I said, I can't talk about this right now. And, and that moment I had realized something else that had happened to me as a child that I had not remembered. Oh, wow. And it, and I was like, I can't deal with this right now. I am about to release something to a room full of people and I've got to get myself together. So on top of the fact that I was telling that story on stage, I had this other thing. And so I get redressed and walk out on stage, do my thing. And there was someone who was coming on stage right after me. And as I walk off stage, the second that I got behind the curtain, the tears just burst out again, because it was like, holy crap, I just did that. And it's interesting because Bo walked up on stage with me after I had finished before the other person came out. And Bo said, how do you feel right now after telling that for the first time? And in front of everybody, I was, I was like, I feel like I want to puke. That's how I feel. (laughs) And he goes, and he looks out at the audience and he says, you guys, that that's what I'm talking about. When you come out with your story, it's not about you just have knocked it out of the park. 
you have just shared your deepest part of yourself and there is there's a part of you that wants to just go in the other room or even right there on stage and puke in front of everybody because you're really pulling all of that out and you know just for the people listening you don't have to go to that extreme no absolutely <laughs> not absolutely not no 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 and you know the other thing is though donnie it, not everybody's story has to be that extreme and yet not everybody reacts the same way to, to different situations. What makes me feel like that may not make someone else feel like that. And what, when someone else feels like that, I may think, well, that was nothing. What was that about? I mean, why are you so worked up about that? Um, you know, so it, it's not, and we haven't even talked about what, what the situation was that was making me feel like that. But, you know, it, it, that's the thing. I mean, we have to remember to love people where they are, first of all. And anytime that anyone is sharing their story, whatever their story is, I mean, we need to give them grace, just like we need to give ourselves grace. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. And it's always interesting when you go to those conferences and things, you know, and you've been to a ton, I've been to a ton, you know, I always have one foot on skeptical bullshit. And here's Mm -hmm. why. Because there are serial people that go to these these things and they live for the storytelling and the empathy. I mean, even the event we were at, I mean, the gal talked about being gang raped and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I had people sitting at my table going, oh, fuck this story again. You know? Right, right. Um, and I, I'm not making light of gang rape or anything. I don't mean to say it that no, way. No, 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 no. I don't, yeah. She, she but, but, you know, some people live in that Mm-hmm. whatever that space is, you know, but for most people, it's really a, a, you got to find an outlet of some sort. Yeah. And when I say outlet, I'm not talking about escapism. No. I'm not talking about crawling into a bottle of liquor or, or, you know, turning into work to turn off the demons or whatever else, you know, you've, you've got to find an outlet. How did you find yours? Other than some dude beating the hell out of you by doing body work. well i mean like i said when i was when i was doing all that introspective work and then the opportunities started presenting themselves as i started sharing my story i was like you know i need to figure out a way to keep doing this and so i looked for the right coaches and the right people to help me with that process was it the right order to do it i don't know it was the right order for me because that's the way it happened um you know, because different, you know, some people say, oh, well, you put the, the cart before the horse by doing this one first or doing that one. First. And I'm like, you know what, it, it's the way that it was approached, you know, it was the way that I approached and it was the way that it was presented to me. And, you know, I believe that if I feel like it's the right thing, then I go for that. And, um, you know, so, yeah, just starting to share that story in a way that, but I, I want to touch for a second because you mentioned how people will just get up and share their guts and gore and that's not what it is about. Oh my gosh. It is not about dumping because when you are dumping, that is for you. That yes. is not for that's the people misery loves are- company. Yes. And you know, people, people get, you know, a, a bump from that because of that empathy thing you were talking about. They I get their little said, oxytocin from it. Yeah, I love you said a bump because that's exactly what it is. I always refer to it as like taking that little cocaine hit. It's the same thing. Yeah, it is. That's exactly what it is. You, the chemical cascade that happens in your body every time you do that is just as if you were doing drugs. 
I mean, that's why our, our smartphones are so freaking addictive. You, you put a post and, you know, how many people go back and look over and over and over to see how many likes they get. I never do that as I look at my phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> but every time you take that look, you're getting a little touch of oxytocin mm. every single freaking time. That's, yeah. And that's what drugs do to you. It gives you that oxytocin and every time you take it, that, 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 that high lasts a shorter period of time and a shorter period of time and a shorter period of time. So then you got to keep going back for it over and over and over. Yeah. And you know, it, that's why, you know, just from my sales background, we always taught you've got to turn it into a, to turn it into a bad habit. You know, yeah. everything from a prospecting, everything else is you've got to make it a bad habit. You've got to make it something that's so bad that you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you're going to struggle with it. <laughs> that was uncalled for, but <laughs> Opa. Um, so so now you're into this whole transformational space, and you've embraced this whole women warrior type thing, which I love just because I love badass chicks that can. Well, you know, and it's not just women. Oh, good to know. Good no, to know. My my audience is fifty fifty. Well, that's, that's unique from a coaching practice, I find, because um, mm-hmm. uh, usually one goes one way or the other. I mean, most of my mm-hmm. coaches, I, I try to coach with a lot of women over the years, but what I find is it takes a, a dude that's just weirdly rough around the edges that can mm-hmm. go toe-to-toe with me before I break through on anything. Um, the women mm-hmm. just don't, uh, they get too, too nice at some point on me. And no, I'll, I'll kick your ass in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that challenge. Trust me, I'm a challenge. Um, you know, um, but you know, let's talk about coaching a little bit because that's always a fun topic, and I love beating up coaches because I think most coaches out there are fucking idiots. Um, and I think you know because it's so easy to put up a shingle and say I'm a coach. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in this day and age, uh, you know, how does someone know that they? How, I mean, how do you find the right coach? How do you know that that's the person you should be working with? Um, you know, everybody has a different answer to that, right? Yes, you they can do. look up all <laughs> sorts of Google, how to find the right coach. And it's really about, you know, and then there's the whole thing of, are they certified or are they not certified? You know, what, you know, what's their training, all that kind of stuff. And I call BS on so much of that because can the person take you through the transformation that you need most of the time, though, people don't really know what they need. They know what they want or they yes. know what they don't want. Yes. The average person doesn't even really know what they want. They just know what they don't want. And that's where I start with so many people. I mean, think about it. You go to, you're you're going to go to dinner with your, with your spouse or your significant other or whatever. And you say, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? I don't know. Okay. Right. Well, how about pizza? Eh, not pizza. How about Chinese? Eh, how about Indian? Eh. How about a burger? Eh. Okay, well, we've gone through the whole list of restaurants. Where do you not want to go? They can tell you where they don't want to go. So narrow it down that way. No, it's fun because that's exactly how I handle my wife. I'm like, babe, I'm not picking tonight. You're picking. Here's how we're doing it. What don't you want? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But And that's a great way to start with anybody who says that they're looking for a coach. I will have that conversation with someone. I'll say, okay. I, I get that you're saying that you want a coach. Do you know why you're wanting a coach? Well, they've heard all of these different things as to why they should want a coach or, you know, what they should be looking for. Okay. Well, what is it that you don't want out of someone? 
That's smart. It's a great way to start off. And I can tell you, I've honestly never done that with a coach. That's, that's, that's a good one. I'm going to borrow that one though. You know, because yeah. it, cause, cause it's the truth is I can describe to an absolute T the coach that I will never work with. Mm-hmm. It's harder for me to describe the absolute coach I want to work with because it goes back to that want versus what you really need. And what I want is the nice, sweet, cuddly, you know, hey, let's do this. You're doing well. And I, and I want that. I know me. But what I need is a dude that will punch me in the face and tell me to pull my head out of my ass on a regular basis, you know, yeah. um, and, and moving forward. So that's, 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 a, that's a first. Not often that somebody hits me with a new concept like that. So one for Angela. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Right, right. <laughs> So, so this is interesting because, you know, a lot of people have no idea what the hell they want to be when they grow up. And it goes down to that, you know, they, they just haven't explored themselves enough or tried enough new things to figure it out. Mm-hmm. You no. Know? So, so what do you really do with somebody, you know, on their journey? Are you coaching them to step into themselves, lean into themselves? Are you coaching them to get out of their own damn way? Or are you just helping them to become them? It's a little bit of all of that, you know, and it, it varies by client too, because everybody is a little bit different in what it is that they ultimately need. Some people are better at really identifying who they are and they just need a little bit of guidance to help them, you know, a few exercises to help them get to that point. And then other people are, most people aren't truly lost, although they will say they're lost because that's a story, right? Right. right. It's a story they can buy into. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's really what it's about. It's about finding out what are the stories that they're telling themselves? What are the stories that they're living into and what had, what stories have gotten them to where they are right now? And then helping them see that story for what it is and then determining, okay, based on that story, do you think you can shift that? And everybody can, but not everybody's willing to. True. So, so then it's, then it's, what do we need to do to make that shift? Absolutely. You know, and along those lines, you introduced me to a book called near, I'm going to screw up the name, neuroplasticity. The power of neuroplasticity. That one, that one. <laughs> Whatever she said, that's the word. Um, I, my, By Shad Helmstetter. Yes. Yeah. So for me, that word is neuro, right? You just, yep. you just kind of go with it on the back end. Yep. Um, so I read this book, right? And I, uh, I'm half woo-woo and I've heard this type of shit all going up, but I like the way Shad puts it um, because I always tell people that, you know, you become the stories that you tell yourself on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I don't fully buy into the idea that you can talk to yourself over and over and over again and change anything because anything, any thought without action that follows, it means jack shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, I know he's not what he's saying, but I do like how he positions it through throughout the book. Yeah. Um, even though I listen to his audio stuff and I don't really care for his voice. So I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I couldn't give him that, but, um, uh, it's interesting. How far down that rabbit hole do you go? Cause I know you get that little, little woo woo shit behind you. So a so- little bit, I'm not, I'm not a total woo woo person like you. I mean, I, cause there's, you know, I've lived in the big bad world. <laughs> I mean, at that conference you and I met at, I mean, somebody tried to read my, 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 sign i'm a pisces whatever that is and they tried to tell me my whole upbringing and i'm like yeah and, and they were so mm-hmm. far off that i just had to finally laugh at them and say okay we're just not doing this but 
just yeah no i'm i'm not a person who gets into all of that kind of stuff right <laughs> okay so <laughs> but but with this whole idea of neuroplasticity plasticity that word um <laughs> you know and for what for people so people know what, what we're talking about that's really where you're forced not forcefully but you're changing the dialect of how you talk and speak to yourself mm-hmm. versus you know you know it, it it's really interesting to think about what you think about when nobody else is around mm-hmm. you know in mm-hmm. those type of words how much is that do you, do you take that into your life you know with watching your phrases watching how you talk to yourself you know those type of things Oh, I absolutely do. And, and here's, here's why. Because Shad's book is a great book to read because it's, it's an easy read. But when you really get into that whole thing of neuroplasticity, I mean, they've actually done brain scans and they've gotten all the way down to where they can see what's happening in the brain with certain language that you're using and when things are firing or not firing, the synapses that are, that are formed and, you know, like a, a, a rope when it only has one strand is a weak rope. You put another strand twisted with it, it's stronger. And every time you put another one with it, it makes it that much stronger, right? Yep. That's what happens in our brains with our thoughts. And they've actually done scans and they can see it when it's, when it's happening. Because the more often you have a thought of, I am not worthy or I am the greatest ever, then it just gets deeper and deeper ingrained in your mind, whichever story you're telling yourself. Well, yeah, that's where the whole phrase getting stuck in a rut comes from. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so if you can, if you can start basically like breaking down a bridge in that neural pathway, you know, separating it so that it's not such a smooth groove going from one end to the other then you have the ability to start changing that thought, which then changes the whole way that you go about life. Yeah, but it's not easy. No, it is so not easy. This is not a one and done kind of thing. And every time something comes up in your life, it will come back up. Right. And you, you have to make sure that, you know, I, I always, when people make an I am statement, I'm, I am one of the first to say, hey, catch what you're saying there because your inner mind is believing whatever it is that you're saying. And it's unconscious. It's not that, that, you know, we're wishing bad things on ourselves or on anyone else. And yet it could have been something that happened when you were, you know, just a little bitty kid, but somebody said something and you believed it. And ever since then you have continued to repeat it in your head over and over and over. Yeah. But, doesn't there have to be some belief that it will work to make it work? Yes. Yes. There does have to be some, well, somebody has to, maybe you don't believe it at first, but you want it. Okay. All right. So if you, if you, you know, there are a lot of things out there that if we, we don't necessarily believe in them, but we want to believe in them. you know, like, there, there are people that we want to believe in. We don't necessarily believe in them right now, but we want to believe in them. We want to see them succeed. True. Right? True. So it can, it can go from a want to believe to a belief based on whatever happens. And so if you want to believe in it and you want to make these shifts in your life, then 
if you'll do the work and to continually, you know, do the journaling or do the writing and do the talking to yourself and catching yourself when you're saying certain things and you, and you start making it more of a conscious effort rather than an unconscious leading, then you have the ability to start making those shifts over time. Yeah. And I hate the phrase, if it was easy, anybody would be doing it, even though there's some truth behind it. Right. But you know, it goes back to you've formed all these bad habits over your lifetime and now you're trying to replace it with a good habit. And the right. problem is, is a good habit sounds like a lot of work and a lot of trials and a lot of things. So I literally have to tell myself, all right, we're just going to pick up another bad habit here and, mm -hmm. and go with it because it, it just changes the dynamic of it. Mm -hmm. um, but the same token, you know, every morning I have a grateful exercise I do in front of the mirrors and shit just yep. to, to keep my head right. Um, and I will make sure I'm listening to the right things. And I got a cool whole morning routine, you know, to start mm -hmm. my day off. But it's interesting is a lot of times you'll find yourself throughout the middle of the day that you've almost forgotten what you've done in the morning because you're not being oh, God, yeah. throughout the whole freaking day, you know. Um, yeah. So it's a full on practice. You know, yes, it's it like absolutely is getting a college degree, which I've never had, never will have. But, you know, I equate it to that because mm -hmm. you're constantly I, it, I will tell you it's harder than a college degree because I have an undergrad and an MBA and changing the way that your mind works is harder than that. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Um, you know, but it, it's interesting that so many people want to go bigger go further they want to you know get to a point in their life but the path to get there requires them to get so fucking uncomfortable with themselves mm -hmm. right how outside of being crazy enough to stand on freaking stages and, and tell you know some of the toughest stories in the world how long did it take you to finally go fuck i've got some of this not all of this some of this figured out Oh, I don't have all of it figured out. No, of course you don't. Nobody does. <laughs> we'll, we'll never have it all figured out. If anybody <laughs> says they do, run really fast in the opposite direction. <laughs> or they're trying to sell you something, so run faster. Right? <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, go back and ask the question again. When I did you make start sure. feeling like you were, you were figuring yeah, it out? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. There are days I still don't feel like I have it figured out. I mean, that's just blatant honesty. I it, wanted it, people to hear that. And the, and the reason yeah. is it's the, it's the truth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, if anybody, if there's a day that I wake up and I go, oh, I freaking have this. I'll be like, who, what, where was that? <laughs> where did that voice come from? <laughs> Cause it, it's always a, there's always a question. There's always, who do I think I am to think I can do this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I love listening to autobiographies and people like Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. I mean, oh, God, he's so fantastic. I love him. And I mean, his story, he named his company $7 Productions mm -hmm. because that's all he had. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and, you know, putting in the grind, putting in the, you know, the, the tenacity and everything to do it mm -hmm. is and luckily for a lot of us is we've his journey's been documented from wrestling yep. and everything else you know and now of course what he does with instagram and everything you know it's it's fascinating to watch mm -hmm. but most people would think that even a guy like that every day is waking up on top of the world 
I guarantee you, though, some of those four o'clock mornings, he's like, fuck, I just want to roll over. <laughs> you know? Oh, he says so. He yeah. sa- I mean, he admits it. You look, you watch, if you watch enough of his Instagram feed and you look enough at what he's putting out there, he talks about that occasionally. It's not always, you know, rah, rah, the rock is, you know, right. whatever. Occasionally he does come out and say, you know, this is what happened. I mean, Sylvester Stallone, same thing. He's, he had to sell his dog. Dog, yeah. Such a rough story. And then he had to pay $500,000 to get the damn thing back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or $5,000, not $500,000. Yeah, $5,000, whatever. It was, it was a lot of money and the poor guy had to sell his dog. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's insane what, and I, and I think that's what makes it tough for people to wrap their head around, is in their lives, they've never gone for it. They've never bet right. on themselves. They've never, you know, challenged themselves enough to break loose and get where they want to go. Mm-hmm. So how do you slap people around to get out of their, 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 their own damn way so they can go for it, so they can step into it? Yeah, well, the first thing I do before someone even comes into one of my programs or comes, becomes a coaching client one of the first things I say is you're going to have to really want this because the second that I think you don't want it, we're done. And, you know, I mean, if you go back and look at some of my copy and some of my social media posts and that sort of thing, it's all, it's in there. These are the people that are not good fits for me. (laughs) Love it. Because it's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be uncomfortable. And if you are not willing to get a little dirty and actually really dirty in that process, then, you know, we're not a good fit. Well, and it's good to hear somebody who coaches say that because a surefire way to know that a coach is not the right coach is any coach that doesn't have some sort of agenda like that on the front end. Mm-hmm. Because most coaches you're going to sit across or people are going to sit across from they're going to be trying to sell you mm-hmm. when the best coaches are trying to convince you this is not the direction you need to go. Right. You know, because they're going to push you to push yourself so you do, you know, step into it and go for it and go bigger with it. Well, and the reality is if you're really coaching somebody, you are not guiding them. You're just setting up guardrails for right. them. right. They have to figure out the way they have to, they, you know, it's, it's about the work that they're doing. You're just asking questions. That's what a real coach does. You know, I'm going to challenge that just a little bit. And here's why mm-hmm. is they don't have all the answers. I can tell no. you, you know, when, when I, when I launched my business and I went through a couple of coaches trying to find the right one for me, um, you know, the coaches kept asking me, what do you think you should do here? And I finally got to the point with one coach. I'm like, look, if you don't give me some fucking direction, (laughs) you know, then we're done. And he's like, Donnie, a coach is supposed to, you know, get you to come up with the answers. I'm like, I literally have no fucking clue what to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And in in that instance, it's, that's different. Right. You know, and, and, that's where I had to put in one of the things for me that I will not work for a coach who hasn't done what I'm trying to do. Right. 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 If, if, if I, you know, I'm, I don't have this at the moment, but if I was trying to take my company to a million dollar business, 
man, if you've never built a million dollar business, you're not my coach because you have no fucking clue how to get there, <laughs> you know? Right. You know, right. Um, but, but that's just one of those things I've put in place. And, you know, luckily for you, you've built a very successful business, you know, and were able to sell it and move on. So you could walk somebody through that if they needed it, but, you know. Well, I, and I, I want to go back though to the, the, the asking questions of the clients, because there is one question that a lot of coaches won't ask. Okay that that can help with the client and that question is what if you did know what would the answer be it's an interesting question it makes you think a hell of a lot more yeah you know and it, it doesn't necessarily come up with with the right answer but that's what it does it opens up the mind to yeah. think okay well i do have access to things that i don't even realize that i have access a to. absolutely you know some people, like I know how I want to be coached. And some people know mm -hmm. that very, very well, how they want to be coached. And, mm -hmm. you know, when, when I sit across from somebody, I don't mind a suggestion that's a stupid fucking suggestion. Mm -hmm. Because it's the suggestion itself that gets me thinking that, okay, should I go that path or not? Then it gives me options. And because I'm strong enough to realize, okay, that was a fucking retarded suggestion. I know I'm not taking my business that direction. Right? <laughs> Because I've fucked up enough things, you know, right. to to know, but it gets me me thinking, you know, um, along those lines. But that's that's mm -hmm. the the know myself, you know, routine, mm -hmm. you know, which I don't think many people do um, know themselves. You know, that's so, a scary place to go sometimes. Well, hell yeah, it is. <laughs> you know, because once you meet yourself, there's no going back from that. You know, mm -mm. and nope. and. I know for me down that journey, my biggest fear about trying to figure myself out was I wouldn't mm -hmm. like what I would find, right? right? That was the number one thing. Was it the same for you? Oh, absolutely. And there were a lot of things I'd, I haven't liked. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh. Okay, good. I'm not alone, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're definitely not alone on that. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's, it's, I love the scene out of Star Wars, and I'm not a Star Wars guy by any means. And I only, I, there's one scene that always sticks out for me, and it's when Luke Skywalker walks into a cave. I couldn't even tell you what movie it is. Mm -hmm. And he's with Yoda, so it's one of the old ones. But he walks in this cave, and Yoda says, you got to face your biggest, you know, your biggest fear. Mm -hmm. And in that cave, out walks Darth Vader, right? And they have this mm -hmm. sword duel. And it's a cool scene. And, and, and as a kid watching this, I remember thinking, well, Darth Vader is definitely his biggest fear, right? That's what he's doing. Mm -hmm. But when he knocks Darth Vader down, Darth Vader's mask flies off. Do you remember what he sees? Mm -hmm. Himself. He saw right? himself, yeah. Yeah. And even as, you know, seeing that as a freaking kid, I'm like, shit, that's it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the biggest fear isn't death. The biggest fear is discovering who the fuck you are. Yeah, yeah. I, I, without a doubt. Yeah. Because, you know, the thing is, we, we all have a dark side. Yes. We all have a dark side. And if you don't learn to dance with that dark side, then you're not really dancing. You're not really living. <laughs> you have to be able to live into that and, and know what's going on with that dark side and, and, give grace to that dark side and 
say, okay, yeah, you know, that, that dark side, it's, it's there. It's always been there. It's always going to be there. And do I choose to go with that side or do I choose to use that to make myself stronger in the side that I do want to live? In an unselfish manner, you know, that, that's, that's, yeah. The, the, the one. Well, the selfish manner would be kind of on the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all in on the dark side. Yeah. Um, there, there's, it's, sometimes it's okay to be vain, right? As long as you're not doing it to take advantage of others. You know, yeah. Um, I, I, I love being in front of crowds and I love listening to a crowd go nuts. You know, mm-hmm. when I walk, I mean, one of my favorite things in the world is to walk on stage, just grab the mic and go, where my badass is at? Right. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the right people will stand up, you know, Absolutely. Uh, but that's complete vanity thing for me. Cause I know that that's going to get me a cheer from the crowd. So I will do it over and over and over again just to get the reaction. You know, you know, are so, you doing it? Let me ask you a question though. Real quick. Right, are you doing it to just get the reaction or is it because in doing that, it gives you the energy to give the audience what they really want. That's the truth. So a couple of fun things about me. One, mm-hmm. I've done a lot of speaking in front of the audiences. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I've got a couple of tricks to get me geared up to deliver. Mm-hmm. And that's, right. one of them. that's one of them. The other so one. That's not really so much about vanity. I know. That's but really more about serving the audience. True, true. But the other little trick that people can borrow mm-hmm. is to get somebody else to speak first. So one of the things that I'll do is with the MC, as soon as they pass me the mic or anything over, I'll sometimes I'll flip back and look at him and go, Hey, Mike, when you said X, what did you mean? Right. And mm-hmm. all that does is give me a two second trigger to go showtime. And then mm-hmm. I can flip and go. And I don't mm-hmm. even care if they respond to that question. Right. It's just a, a quick two second turn. So take mm-hmm. those guys and use them. But, but no, it, I mean, but there is some vanity into it, right? I mean, I know I'm prepping the crowd to get their energy mm-hmm. levels up, but there is some vanity into it because I really love that fucking cheer. Right. right. I, I know, right. I know it's coming. Um, you know, uh, well, that's not true. There was one room that I did it in. <laughs> I got a bunch of scouts. Long room for me to be speaking. <laughs> I've been in one of those rooms before. I've been at the front with the mic. Yeah. It's like, whoa, this was a hard one. Uh, <laughs> I worked hard for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I should never speak to a room full of accountants. I mean, you know, that's just it should go without saying because it's not my. Yeah, problem. I've 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 been in those rooms before. <laughs> <laughs> So where's all this adventure taking you, dear? I mean, you're doing some cool things. I know you're going to some cool events and, and rubbing elbows with some really, really cool people. Where's all this journey taking you? You know, um, when I do those, like, imagining where I'm going to be, and I, I always see myself in front of and serving a crowd. And there are a lot of pieces to that. Um, you know, it's, it, there's a book there's, I see myself doing a podcast um, and I had thought that I would roll it out the latter part of this spring, but then I was like, it's not the right time because I don't have the time to commit to it. Mm, and smart. so I need to, you know, book in. Um, so what I've been doing instead is doing these interviews. Um, and then, you know, I, I, with the Vulnerability Warrior course, I see some really cool things with that. Um, 
I've just done a beta launch with that and helped do it so that it could be more of a self-study because I've done that as a group coaching in the past. And I really see that program being something that nonprofits and corporations will be able to use, um, you know, going forward. One of the, one of the really cool things that I've seen, you know, like how Dove does their campaign for women. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I see things like that and I see, you know, there are these really cool partnerships that could, could come from some of the work that I've done. And so, yeah, I see some really big things out there. That's awesome. That's all, you know, it's, it's always fun to be in the cheap seats of watching somebody go for it and, and, you know, their trajectory. Cause I, I love saying I knew them when, mm-hmm. right, right before they completely just go and shatter the world and, and go nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, really fun. So I'm going to enjoy watching to see how big this whole thing goes for you and, and see what all you mm-hmm. conquer because um, I've looked at some of your vulnerability. I can't even say that. I can't talk to <laughs> Between neuroplasticity and vulnerability, <laughs> holy hell. You need and some I'm of not, that rum. I'm telling it's you. It's Friday afternoon. Dude, I'm about to pour a glass. Jeez, uh, oh, Pete. But I've looked at some of your vulnerability warrior stuff, and it's actually really, really cool stuff. You've put together a really cool package. Um, uh, and so I don't forget, how do people find out more about that? Yeah. So one of the best thing I put together an assessment. That's a really cool assessment. It's warriorwisdomquiz.com. And so you go to that and it puts you through an assessment and then you can actually set up a breakthrough strategy call with me if you want. So that'll get you in touch with me. That's a, that's the best way. And then I'm all over social media, same handle everywhere. And and that, that, Test is not just for chicks; it's for dudes too. No, it's for it's definitely for dudes. You know, I want to I want to go back to that for a second because several clients that I've had have been people have been guys that have been special forces. <laughs> so it, it's not these are not guys that are girly guys. These are guys, guys. <laughs> and um, I got a couple of rooms I want to put you in front of, and I just want you to say the word vulnerability and see how long you last because. <laughs> Oh, hey, I've done it. I've done it. I've done it. And here's why. Um, when When you think about the training that the Special Forces guys go through, I grew up living the things that they are taught. Because? That was, that was how I had to survive. You know, they're, they're heightening all of their senses they, their awareness, their, their ability to cut through all of the BS, you know, I grew up doing that. So for me, I can totally relate to the things that they're going through and I can relate to their PTSD. I can relate to all of those kinds of things that they have learned and gone into, you know, some of them at 17, 18 and up and some of them older than that when they started. And I started it when I was, you know, as far back as I can remember. So I, I get them. I get their right, mindset. Right. right. That makes sense. That makes sense. You know, um, and what's funny is I walk in front of those same rooms and it's, it's an ego war. Oh, absolutely. You know, so a woman probably would do better in those rooms than I would. No. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not there to, to beat against their ego or anything like that. I, yeah. I'm in there you know, it's like, dude, I get you. 
Yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, girl, this has been a blast. This has been a lot of fun. I knew it would be. I knew we'd laugh and joke all the way through this. So I got to say, thank you so much for doing this. Here's how I like to wrap up every show. And I do Mm -hmm. stuff some people. um, So stand by. Um, Mm -hmm. If you were going to leave the champions who listen to this show, 91 countries now and growing. So Uh, freaking awesome. It's fun. It is so fun. Um, But if you were going to leave them with a quote, a phrase, a saying, a mantra, something they can take with them on their journey, especially when they're stacked up against it and going through it, what's that Mm -hmm. quote or phrase you would say? Remember this. I would say to switch when you're saying, why is this happening to me? To just switch the two to four. Why is this happening for me? Mm, I love that. I love that. You need to get that put on a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, and then I want one. No. <laughs> <laughs> so. Awesome girl. Well, thank you so much for doing this. It's been a blast, been a hell of yeah. a time. And and you know, looking forward to catching up with you at the next conference we find each other at. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. And the ground is no place for a champion. Told you it was going to be a good one, guys. That was a lot of damn fun. I love, love talking to her. She Just her energy, her drive, her passion. She's just absolutely amazing. So, guys, do me a favor. If you got any value out of this, share this out with a friend. You know, tell somebody else about it. Tell them, you know, that this is definitely some things that they're worth and want to talk about. And, you know, thank you for the reviews. We've received a ton of reviews on the show and I'm always grateful for it. So, so if you haven't yet, leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Stitcher, you know, anywhere that you currently are consuming this, leave us a a review. It means everything for us. And dude, come hang out at the Badass Business Summit. Check it out, badassbusiness.com. And last but not least, if you have not joined the Success Champions Facebook group, get your butt over there. It's an awesome, awesome, good time. Thanks, guys. Kevin and I have a lot of fun each week recording these episodes and sharing our best thoughts and ideas with you all. Man, we're just proud to to have you guys as listeners always tuning in. And we really appreciate the messages. We get the DMs, emails, and the likes from you guys with questions and ideas for future shows. And that just means the world to us. We really are changing how the world networks. We've poured our heart and soul into Success Champions Networking, and it continues to grow. So if you haven't checked out a chapter and you're looking for a mastermind group of pure, absolute badasses that understand that giving introductions are way more powerful than referrals. Go to successchampionnetworking.com and request a visit. And thanks for being you. Thanks for being a champion of your success, because that's what it means to be a success champion.